Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of BU with Declan Edwards. We are back, baby. Uh, I'd like to say, what's the song there? We're back from outer space. Uh, it's not really from outer space, but we are back from our extended Christmas break. You may have noticed that we haven't released a podcast episode for, geez, six weeks now, about, approximately. Uh, We took a bit of an extended break to put together a plan of attack for the podcast this year and figure out what stories and messages and concepts we really wanted to highlight and share throughout 2020. And so off the back of that, we've got some really exciting news. We're actually revamping the entire podcast and coming mid-February, we're launching three new shows that will all be hosted on the BU with Declan Edwards podcast. So think of the Be You With Declan Edwards podcast is the overarching umbrella. And then each week there'll be a new episode coming out, but they'll be from three different series. So one of the series we're releasing is 15 Minute Mindsets. And that's where in under 15 minutes, I share a mindset tip or trick with you or a technique to help you improve your mindset and live a happier life. So it's short, it's punchy, it's actionable. That's going to be coming out every two weeks. So every two weeks there'll be an episode of 15 Minute Mindsets. Then we also have the Insider Scoop series. So the Insider Scoop series, a bit longer of a show, it's about 30 minutes, and that's going to highlight stories of people who are on their personal development and well-being journey or who have graduated, basically people involved with the BU movement. So it could be members, uh, tour attendees, graduates, staff members, people who have been part of BU and have lived the BU vision of making an impact starting with self. So they've learned all these tools to look after themselves, to live a happier and more fulfilled life. And then they're using that to help those around them. And then the third series that we're launching now, by the way, the Insider Scoop series, it comes out once a month. And then the third series is Wizards of Wellbeing. And these are longer, full in-depth interviews. So about 50 minute episodes with people who inspire me with people who I think are out there creating absolute magic with people's well-being and with their personal development. And what we're going to do is get those guest experts into the studio, sit them down, ask them to share their story, ask them to share how they're helping people and then give their tips and tricks and perspective on how you can live a happier and more fulfilled life. And so that will be coming out once a month as well. So if you look at the podcast, it will be week one will be a 15 minute mindset episode. Week two will be inside a scoop. Then it will be back to a uh, 15-minute mindset video. Then it will be onto Wizards of Wellbeing, and it will repeat like that for about three months. And then we'll take a two-week break. So it's going to be released in seasons. Uh, now, in the lead up to that, because obviously I said that all launches and is all coming out very soon, mid-February in 2020. But in the lead up to that, I've got some exciting news for you. We have four previously unreleased interviews with some amazing people. So we're calling this our archive series. And over the next four weeks, I'm going to be releasing one of these interviews per week for you to listen to, for you to learn from these people, and for you to take their perspectives and tips and tricks to living a more fulfilled and thriving life. So first up on today's episode, we have the amazing Lauren Hensby. Now, Lauren Hensby Uh, is the founder of Hungry Hearts Co. She's actually also one of our guest experts on Pocket Coach. So she's our guest expert for everything romantic relationships. Let me tell you, this girl just 
bleeds love. Like, you've probably heard of Bleeding Love, Leona Lewis, the song. Uh-uh, no, Lauren Hensby is the person who bleeds love. Like, I've never met someone who is so passionate and energetic about love and how to create a loving and fulfilling relationship. So in this episode, we go deep with Lauren on just that. How can you create loving and fulfilling relationships for yourself? And how can you really thrive and keep the spark alive in your relationship? So whether you're in a relationship or not, like make sure you listen to this episode because if you're not, you're going to learn some great things to make sure the next relationship you're in is brilliant. And if you are, you could take away some amazing tips on how to improve your relationship that you're already in. So with that said, we're going to jump straight into the episode. Please join me in welcoming uh, welcoming Lauren to the show. Okay, Lauren, thank you for coming in today and for uh, jumping on the podcast. It's always exciting. I think for me, uh, when I check in with our guests before they jump on, I go, so have you done a podcast before? Like, no. Like, excellent. It's just us having a conversation with a mic right in front of our faces. Um, For those who aren't familiar with you yet, uh, by now, if you're listening, you would have heard the little introduction I did about Lauren. I'm particularly excited to have you on the show today because everything you put out online when it comes to relationships and love and the impact that makes in people's lives and also how to make a positive impact in that area of your life has really resonated with me. Like I've learned a lot in my marriage from reading the stuff that you put out. I've implemented a lot. And I just see like you really are someone who just exudes this passion and this love for what you do. I I think when we sat down once, you mentioned to me, you said, I just love love. And I'm so keen to dive into that and find out where that passion came from And obviously take that conversation too for our listeners. How can they improve their relationships? How can they keep that spark there? How can they really get the most out of the relationship and give the most to it as well? Um, But before we get into all that, please take a moment to introduce yourself, share a bit of your story with our listeners and just tell us like why this? What led you to be so passionate about what you're doing? Thank you. Um, And thank you for having me on the podcast. What a cool experience. I cannot believe that I'm here. Um, My story. Okay. So I am a marriage celebrant in the Newcastle area. Um, I've been doing this for probably seven months now and married about 20 couples, which has been absolutely magnificent. And I, I love diving deep into the bare bones of their relationship and, you know, kind of understanding who they are as individuals and how they work together to make something magic. And um, I guess that is all around keeping the spark alive and, you know, what makes you special to each other. And I, I find that really interesting and exciting and it, it inspires me different kinds of romance. Everyone is so wildly completely different in how they show their love, how they receive their love. Um, And yeah, I think that keeps me going. I think that fuels my own flame within me. Yeah. And I think you mentioned, obviously, everyone's so different and that contributes so much to your personal life. Yeah. Almost that uh, perspective. Yeah. Do you find that it's very common for people to get stuck in this idea that there is 
a certain way that a relationship should look or a certain way that love should look and that's how it's meant to be. Yeah. I call it the Disney romance, yeah. right? Which is great <laughs> yeah. for some people, but it's not obviously the right move for everyone. Talk to me about sort of the clash between these stereotypical ideas of what a good relationship is versus yeah. the reality of what a good relationship is. Yes. Okay, great. So I think a lot of people especially with social media now, we look at relationships that we idolize and we think, we see their highlight reel and we think, oh, why doesn't my partner do that for me? Why isn't my partner taking me on extravagant holidays? Why aren't they buying me all these nice things? Why aren't they rubbing my feet every single night? And <laughs> like, you know, it's just ridiculous that we, that we have to be exposed to that kind of thing and feel bad that we're not experiencing that as well. Um, I think the best thing is for people to really have a sit down and think, what what is love to me? What what makes me happy? What makes me feel appreciated and adored and valued and respected? And that's not always going to be going on holidays, getting expensive things. It's a hug when you get home. It's um, sitting down and listening to to what your partner has to say and having a conversation you know, having some good banter, talking about what's important to you um, and just doing what works for you, not expecting that that because it works for someone else it's going to be the best thing in your relationship and in your life. Um, a lot of couples come to me and I've got some that say, we love going on adventures, you know, getting out in nature, waterfalls, just being anywhere, camping. And then I've got some couples that are like, we love making a doona fort, watching Netflix all night, popcorn, the works, just give it to us. Other people are like, anything with our dogs makes us happy, you know? And it's so nice to just see people that are comfortable in themselves and their relationship and they do, they just go full force and do what makes them happy and they don't worry about the rest. Mm. And I love that you mentioned that the obviously the start to that is, figuring out for you as an individual what does love mean to me what's it look like to me how yeah. I express it I know in uh, my marriage with with my amazing wife Siobhan we had a period where it was a bit rocky and we're like what's going on here and neither of us quite felt loved and we realized for so long I'd been expressing love the way that I like to receive yeah. it and she'd been doing the same vice versa and it was almost like speaking a different language yeah I was just going over each other and I remember the moment where we sat down and had the conversation around we literally said you know what does love mean to you yeah and I'll never forget the moment she she told me, and I'm like, oh, that's why you do that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that means nothing to me and, and vice uh. versa. And it was like this little light bulb. But for us to get there, we had to figure out, like, and that can be such a big question. Yeah. Like for, our, for our listeners of this show, like, <laughs> they're probably already thinking, geez, what does love mean to me? Like, yeah. what is, what makes me feel loved and appreciated? What? How do I show that to others? Yep. Do you have any advice around starting to explore that for people and like how they can begin to tap into that? Absolutely. And I think um, it was actually you that um, tapped into the love languages. Um, Who was that by again? Dr. Gary Chapman, I think. Yes, yes. So I think that is absolutely such a good place to start, whether you're reading his book or jumping online, taking a super quick test Mm. that gives you multiple choice and it's, you know, what do you prefer, this, this or this? Um, And I think they were like touch, um, words of affirmation. Yeah, acts of service is in there. Acts of service, gifts. Yep. um, 
quality time quality time yeah, 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 yeah you got it um and i think it's so important to acknowledge what yours is mm. and then it's just about having the open conversation without judgment and just accepting what yeah. your partner says and going with it because you know it's so important to love someone for who they are in their most authentic form rather than trying to change them yeah and i i, I do worry this so often we see and we hear about stories where people are like, you know, I love the idea of what they could become rather yeah. than loving them as they are and where they are. Yeah. Um, which is so much more powerful for everyone involved. And, you know, we see time and time again in, in the research that a good quality relationship has such a direct impact on yeah, your well-being, absolutely. on your, now they're starting to say on your longevity in life. Like it's, yeah. it's like a good quality marriage I was reading one study that suggested a good quality marriage, it was something like it adds seven years to your life expectancy. Wow. Which is compared to, you know, a, a really um, yeah. detrimental And that's marriage. not surprising. Yeah, well, because, you know, you're spending so much time with this person. Yeah. Inevitably, you're going to pick up each other's habits and it's yeah. going to create, you know, your overall quality of life. Yep. Talk to me about, because this is something I'm personally very interested in and passionate about. A couple of years ago, I did a video um, about a moment in my uh, marriage where I, I told Chev that I don't need her in my life. I'm choosing to have her in my life. I want her here in my life because she's adding complexity and beauty and joy and, and experiences that wouldn't be there otherwise. Yeah. But I'm not basing my happiness and well-being entirely mm-hmm. on her being in my life. Yeah. Talk to me about that idea of choosing a relationship over needing a relationship. Yeah, awesome. I think so if we just imagine there's two cups of water. <laughs> You want to be with someone who has a three-quarter full cup mm. at least. You want someone who is enjoying their life. They're thriving. They they love themselves. They love the position they're in and everything that they're doing. They have a clear vision for the way forward um, and much the same as you want to be in that position as well. Mm. You want to attract someone who is similar to you in values and interests and all that other great funky stuff. I think the point of the water is you don't want to be with someone who is stealing your water, who you're mm. constantly filling up because it means that you have let you have less to give. Yeah. You've got to be in a position where you can top each other up a little bit here and there and, um, you know, be on a balance rather than giving everything you have to someone who's going to take that from you and then never return it mm. because you can't be happy if, you you know if you're giving everyone or someone else yeah. your all of your energy yeah so i think it's about making sure that when you're in your relationships going out and doing the things that you love you know you don't have to do everything together having something a passion a hobby that you do on your own mm. and just experiencing that alone time and making sure that you feel that inner happiness mm. so that you can come home and you have happiness to kind of give each other yeah I want to highlight something you said right at the start of this interview that really stood out to me, um, which I love. You you said something along the lines of when you're meeting with the couples that Mm -hmm. you're the part you as the celebrant, one of the things you are excited about finding is what do they love as individuals and then how do they come together to create magic? Yeah. And that line in and of itself, I think, could really revolutionize how people enter and experience relationships yeah because I do see and I know in my past this was a massive thing I fell into I see a lot of people falling into the pattern of they lose themselves in the relationship Mm -hmm. 
you know, they they lose that sense of what makes them a unique individual and what makes them really uniquely happy and it just becomes, well, now they're just this package deal. Yeah. And so I love just that one line of, like, if you can recognise what makes you amazing as individuals. Yeah. And then when you come together, it creates magic. Yeah. Talk to me about taking off the professional hat, going to the personal hat, because I know that you're uh, now just got engaged. Congratulations. Very exciting. Um. Talk to me about how you've done that in your relationship in terms of maintaining that sense of individuality, but also creating and really deeply appreciating the magic that happens when you do come together. It's such a special thing, I think, because, um, you know, like you, there's been many relationships that have failed because they weren't right. And that's okay because not everyone is right for everyone. Um, I think it's about finding someone that balances you as well mm-hmm. so that you have similar interests and hobbies but sometimes personality traits are a little bit different. For example, I am super bubbly. My head is always in the clouds and um, I can also be very driven. So I'm like, okay, so I want this. This is my goal. This is the vision. This is where I want to go. Like I'm 100% going at it. Whereas Reese is very down to earth. Mm. He is super relaxed. He's really casual. He is, he's just like this warm energy that's just kind of, he's a wave in the water that doesn't crash. Mm. And I think that's awesome because when my head's in the clouds, I can reach up to him and bring him up to fly with me. And when I need to be grounded, he, you know, brings me back down to earth and kind of chills me out. And Mm. I think, that's so awesome is that you get the best of both worlds whereas without that other person you were kind of just stuck in the one yeah you sort of just see the one perspective yeah right? you don't get to leverage each other's strengths yeah i'm wondering because it, it, it almost comes up to the classic saying opposites attract yeah and there is so much benefit to having those sort of yeah. different perspectives and appreciating yeah the beauty that that brings to your life yeah there's also a lot of opportunity for that clash to not make magic, but to yeah. create chaos. Yeah, absolutely. Um, has like has that happened at all for you guys? And if so, how have you navigated that in terms of going, okay, this has the potential to create chaos, yeah. clashes. How do we turn that into magic rather I, than seeing one or the other? It's about communication. Mm. Absolutely about communication. So just being raw and honest and authentic, being true to you and speaking yeah, the truth, just laying it on the table and speaking as adults and not, um, you know, criticising one another, just saying this is how I feel. How do you feel about it? Mm. How, where can we go from here? Is there a compromise? Is there something that we can do to make sure we're both comfortable and we both feel right in, you know, this situation, whatever it may be? <laughs> so just being understanding and open to listening mm. and just taking it in, digesting it and and really thinking about where to go next rather than keeping it bottled up and letting it grow bigger inside of you and there's really no need. Yeah, and it's such a common mistake to make. It's the yeah. almost, you know, if I don't say anything, it'll fix itself. Yeah, well, definitely it, not. It, yeah, it's probably not. And you're probably just going to get more resentful. Yeah. Whereas if it's like, hey, let's actually have a conversation around this, yeah. you know, this doesn't gel with me for whatever reason yeah. or, you know, this doesn't feel right, let's have a conversation around this and go, where are we moving together? Yeah. This is this is a partnership that's yeah. treated as such. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be, you know, sitting down at the table and, you know, having a pen and paper and writing it all down. Mm. It can be going out for a drink to a nice quiet 
intimate place and, you know, sipping on your red wine and eating some cheese and just having a chat, you know, mm-hmm. just in whatever way feels right for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes people get scared of having that communication because it feels so sterile. Yeah. But you don't have to do it that way. Yeah. I love that. It doesn't have to be like this whole no. professional, you know, yeah. marriage counseling set up where you sit yeah. down on a lounge <laughs> with a little notepad. It's, yeah. 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 Mm. So talk to me about, because again, I feel like I'm just asking questions I'm really passionate about and I'm hoping our audience <laughs> is loving it. But for me, something that really stood out to me and, and that I've been very interested in my own personal development and in my own relationship, I've come from a long, long line which I imagine a lot of people listening have done this as well, of uh, ended marriages, mm-hmm. divorces. Yeah. And I think the current stats in Australia are 50% of every relationship will end in divorce. Wow. Yeah, one in every two. And that's not saying that the other 50% are happy. That's just saying they're still together. Yes. And so the stats are, unfortunately, I, th- I almost think of entering a marriage like with starting a business. The stats are so stacked against you yeah. to do it well. And I look back on, well, why is that? Well, we've never learned about relationships in school. We've never been taught, mm-hmm. not that it's school's responsibility to, but we've never, most of us, we don't get taught how to do relationships well. We exactly. sort of just fumble our way through them and hope yeah. that they work. Yeah. Talk to me about what your hopes are for changing those stats in future. What, what do you think are some of the biggest predictors and determinants on creating a happy and fulfilling relationship? Mm. Good question. Mm. I think it's about really understanding who your partner is before you leap into marriage. Mm. I think it's about creating a friendship first and I think it's about putting that friendship at the forefront of your mind at all times. So being a friend as much as you are a lover Mm. and, you know, taking time out to go, how does, you know, how are we working together to stay happy and have fun Mm. and laugh and if that's important to you never stop never give up always try you know always put in the effort don't take it too seriously and know that when there's hurdles you need to be there as a friend as well Mm. um and I think as well just kind of having a chat about what you want in the future so you know in x years I'd love to live here or I'd love to have this many kids or um, you know, I see us doing A, B or C and it's it's kind of like, does your partner agree with that? Is that where mm. they want to go with their life? Because you could get married having never spoken about kids and then find out two years later your partner doesn't want kids mm. and you're like, whoa, this is unexpected. I'm out of here. Mm. So it's just finding that mutual ground and having a mutual understanding of what you want, what's important to you and how you can compromise and negotiate and fulfill that the best that you can which I suppose comes full circle back I'm seeing so commonly it was funny I was talking with obviously our team at BU the other day yeah and in what we do with helping people identify their vision for their life yeah. have the self-confidence to pursue it and I went hey can I just ask a question has anyone found that basically every single person they've ever coached over the years has eventually ended up talking about their relationship in coaching sessions yeah and they're like Yes, like it's the most <laughs> common thing that comes up past yeah. when people do this, it's their self-work. Yeah. And it seems that they're so intertwined. Like every time we're talking here, it's like it comes back to knowing who you are, knowing yeah. what, how you express love, knowing what yeah. your vision for the future is, being able to have the confidence to communicate that with someone else yeah. and, you know, talk about it. Yeah. I'm wondering, 
because we see this quite a bit. And I've, I actually started putting a warning on a coaching program now for people if they're in a relationship. I say, look, really? as a heads up, over the next six months, you're going to have a lot of personal growth and yeah. a lot of change. And you're going to really connect with who you truly are yeah. rather than who you've been pretending to be or, yeah. you know, the mask that you hold up. And that has the potential to create a lot of clash in your relationship. Absolutely. Because they've, you know, got this idea of who you are, yeah. which may not have been who you actually are. Yeah. Um, and that can create a lot of conflict. And I've literally started telling people now, throughout these six months, one of two things will happen. Either you'll grow and your partner will grow alongside you and you'll grow together or you'll grow and you'll break up. Yeah. It's that simple. Yeah. Tell me about your perspective on that in terms of is that a healthy thing? Is that like – or also what do you think can maximize the likelihood of – because I think the ideal outcome is they grow together. Yeah. Oh, you know, we change and grow yeah. alongside each other. We help yeah. lift each other up. Um, so, yeah, I'd love your perspective on it. And then also I'd love your sort of ideas on what can maximize the likelihood of people growing together. Because I know there's so many people listening to this podcast right now who are like, uh-huh. <laughs> I've really committed to my personal growth journey and I'm feeling that clash. Yeah. Talk to me about that. Um, so growing together, I think, again, it's about communicating. Mm. And so, you know, this is how I'm feeling. This is where I'm going. How do you feel about that? Mm. What do you think about that? Could we perhaps do these things together? Um, and is your partner on board with where you're going? Do they want to see you strong and flourishing or are they maybe happy with the person that you were? And if not, maybe they're not the right one for you anymore. And there's nothing wrong. In fact, it is so right for you to explore yourself and love yourself and grow the best that you can to achieve the best possible things that you can in life, whether that is, you know, moving forward or getting a new job or changing your perspective on something or moving to a new place You've, you've really got to put yourself first in that aspect and trust that the right person will come to you and or and or want to stay with you mm. and grow with you and don't settle for anything less mm. because there's a reason that you're now looking to grow and if your partner isn't prepared to nurture that and, you know, water your plant as it's growing, then it's it's not going to help your growth and mm. it's only going to slow you down. It's only going to lead to like resentment in the relationship Absolutely. as well, right? Yeah. It ends up not being good for anyone. No. And that's why I try to explain when I put the warning. I say, look, I know it's blunt, but either option's better than where you currently are. Yeah, exactly. Like if you're not happy in this relationship and chances yeah. are if you're not, neither are they. Like yeah. chances are you're both feeling it. Yeah. So either way is a better option, but I just want you to know one of those is likely going to happen. Yeah. Ideally, as we said, like communication makes such yeah. a difference and just yeah. mutual respect and support of each other. Yes. And knowing that it's okay to grow and to change over yeah. your life. You don't have to be the person you were when you first started dating. No. It's unrealistic too. I, I know no. you've read my book and the yeah. section of relationships in there. I talk about how big thing for me was realizing that obviously Chef and I have been together since you know, she was in high school, high school sweetheart sort of situation. And early in our relationship, I was like, she's not the person she was when we first got together. And it took one of my coaches to look at me and go, no shit, Sherlock, neither are you. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, You've changed too, buddy. Exactly Like right. how unfair is it for you to have this box around, mm-hmm. you know, your wife of what she should be like because that's yeah. who she was at 18 years old. Yeah. And yet you've changed a lot. Yeah. And I think that was re- really reinforced by me, A, getting that wake-up call from my coach, but then having it reinforced, I watched this amazing video um, by a gentleman, I forget his name, but he'd been married for 40 years. And people are asking him, like, what's the secret to this really loving, happy marriage you've had for 40 years? Yeah. He said, 
I feel like I'm falling in love with a new woman every year because I'm always looking for what has changed in her, what has grown in her, what is something new that I've never noticed before. And if I can recognize that and deeply appreciate that, it keeps that initial excitement of getting to know someone. That's amazing. Rather than this idea of, I know all there is to know about them. Now it's just boring, which is what we see in, what do they call it? The three-year itch, five-year itch, and seven-year itch are the most likely times to, to break up. And just that idea, again, like it comes back to the concepts you've been sharing in this podcast of just like know who you are and have those conversations and, and keep an open line of communication, but also actively seek out in each other what's, what's growing, what's changing. Yeah. And rather than seeing that as a, oh, you know, they've changed, this is shit, you know, yeah. they've changed. How beautiful is that? Yeah. Like, how cool is that? Yeah. And recognize that you're changing too and recognize that, if you do, if you have come to a point in your relationship where maybe you're feeling a little bit flat or a little bit stale, it's not up to your partner to change it. It's for both of you to do. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of thinking, what effort can I put in as well? It's talking about it and then mutually putting in effort. Mm-hmm. And as you were saying, um, you know, with growth comes change. That's something that I say to all of my couples in our little questionnaire that we do, um, you know, we can't always stay the same. So what do you appreciate about your partner now that they haven't had before? How have they grown and what do you love about that? And I think that's probably one of the most exciting questions for me is knowing that this isn't about who they fell in love with in the beginning. It's about who they are now and how mm. they've come there together. And how they repeatedly yeah. you know, fall in love again and again and again after yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Um, which I think is such a healthy perspective to take. I, I love any opportunity you and I get to sit down and talk about this stuff. <laughs> I, I love it. Yeah, as I said, almost for a selfish reason of I'm like, yeah, I'm learning heaps that I can use in my relationship. <laughs> but also from obviously the professional reason as well of knowing that so many people listening to this episode, a big stressor on their mind yeah. is their relationship. Yeah. And learning how to keep that spark alive, how to not lose themselves yeah. entirely in the relationship still have that sense of self but but bring it together i think it's so beneficial and so healthy i'm going to put you on on the spot here um just because and for those who are regular listeners you'll know that this is my new game that i like to do with, with my guests <laughs> is just throw them some big profound question at the end um we mentioned before that a big thing that from my perspective could be you know uh linked to why so many marriages are ending in divorce or not being happy and fulfilled in their relationships is we don't really learn about them. We sort of blindly go in, both people are either copying what their parents did, which Mm -hmm. if you look at the stats, isn't always a good thing to copy or they're trying to emulate a Disney relationship, which isn't realistic, right? We don't get these opportunities to just go, Hey, just start with this. Like if you fumble everything else, but you just focus on like a couple of fundamental things, you're putting yourself in a better position. Yeah. From your perspective, both personally and professionally, what would you say are like the three fundamentals? If I was like, you could, you could have a couple of minutes with every single person in the world who's in a relationship Mm. and you had the opportunity to say, Hey, just focus on these three things. Mm -hmm. What would they be? Um, I think, Communication, obviously, I'm very big about communication. So communicating about everything the best that you can, Um, being honest with each other. So in honesty, I mean, you know, telling the truth and and giving the truth but also being authentic in that honesty, Mm -hmm. staying true to you. Um, 
and I think probably laughter. I think yeah. I think keeping the humour alive, I think having fun is one of the most important things and fun is different for everyone. Mm. So if, what is your fun and how do you make sure that you have that every day? You know, whether you're dancing or you're cooking or you're prancing around the house in your undies or, you know, whatever it is, just keep doing it. Mm. Don't ever go without having fun because that's when you get bored and that's when you're like, oh, get me out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's up to you. Mm. It's it's up to you. It starts with you. So try. Try your best mm. all the time. Yeah. I love that that final message you put there of it starts with you. Yeah. You know, I've always looked at relationships as it's a relationship is just the dynamic between two people. Yeah. And as soon as one person changes that dynamic, the whole dynamic has to shift. Yeah. Right. So if, rather than sitting back and waiting for yeah. the other person, if if for the people who are listening to this episode – Anything that you have learned from listening to this, anything that's hit home for you and resonated with you, anything that's struck a bit of a chord or a nerve has done that for a reason. Please, and I've said this so many times on episodes, those who are long-time listeners are probably getting sick of me hammering on about this. Listening to this podcast is great, but it's worth fucking nothing if you do nothing with it. Like the reason I, I invite people like Lauren on is to give you guys a platform and the knowledge to go, that is cool. What am I going to do with it? Yeah. So please like take one or two things from Lauren, go put it into practice in your relationship. Or if you're not in a relationship, like keep them in the back of your mind as you're entering a relationship, right? You can use these skills for the rest of your life. And if you do want a bit more guidance or help, or maybe you're at the position where you're like, Hey, like I've been applying this and it, it looks like we're getting ready to get married. Um, I highly recommend reaching out connect with Lauren. Where can they do that? How can they best connect with you further from here? Oh, please get in touch with me um, at www.hungryheartsco.com uh, or flick me an email at hello at hungryheartsco.com. Amazing. Woohoo. Thank you once again for coming onto the show. I really appreciate it. I love having the opportunity to sit down with you and talk about these things and just yeah, pick your brain personally and professionally about it because it is something that I find so valuable in my life and in my personal growth and that I see so much value in for all of our listeners and our audience being able to apply in their life too. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Beautiful. I'm stoked. Thank you again. <laughs> Thank you once again to Lauren for jumping on the show and thank you once again to you for investing in yourself and your well-being and listening to this episode of the show. Uh, I'm really excited for you to keep listening to these archive episodes as they come out over the next four weeks leading up to mid-February. But don't forget that if you do want to connect with Lauren more, definitely do so. Just search for Hungry Hearts Co. on any of the socials or jump on Pocket Coach. As I mentioned at the start, Lauren is one of our guest experts on the Pocket Coach platform. So if you loved what she had to say today, jumping onto the Pocket Coach platform will allow you to go deeper with some of the uh, videos that Lauren has filmed for us and put on the platform. But you'll also be able to pick the brains of all of our other guest experts on there and do tests for your well-being and get access to podcasts, blog articles, animated videos. Like It is just everything you need as a resource kit to help with your personal development and well-being journey. So I'm going to leave a link in the show notes to head across, but if you can't see the link, just search www.bucoaching.org forward slash pocket coach. You'll get all the information there. Don't forget there is an unlimited free trial on Pocket Coach Petite, which will unlock the podcasts and the blogs. 
or you can have a one month free trial on the full version, which also includes the guest experts, the testing center, and of course, the VIP animated videos too. Once again, thank you for listening to the show. If you could quickly give it a, uh, uh, either quickly subscribe or give it a quick review, either one definitely helps us help more lives. And other than that, as always, you know what we do, make an impact, start with self and be you.